Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Barlog. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the fourth episode of the Josh Barlog Show. I know I took a couple weeks off, but being in college is what you got to do sometimes. A little reset of the brain uh, after some huge tests and, and a week of just pure agony. Back at it. Hope you didn't miss me too much. This show uh, recorded on December 5th, 2014. Almost forgot the year <laughs> The year there. A day before Championship Saturday and Championship Weekend. First of all, congratulations to Northern Illinois University uh, putting a route on Bowling Green to win the MAC Championship. Uh, a, nice, a nice finish for the Huskies. But I'm going to start things off by talking about the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the awful, awful hire that I think this is of Mike Riley. First of all, Bo Pelini's 9-3 after, what, three years at, at Nebraska, and he gets the boot. For whatever reasons they may be, I know they came out and, and said he... There's people that that have came out and said he's just not a nice guy. He's not good to work with. Well, to put it plain and simple, he's nine and three. He got you a winning record, and in the Big Ten Conference where Minnesota's on the rise, Penn State is now bowl eligible again. Uh, I mean Iowa, I mean Ohio State and Wisconsin are always there. Nebraska's come a long way, and and Bo Pelini did. Uh, an outstanding job of, you know, getting to that next step and advancing the program, and then all of a sudden he gets fired. So, Mike Riley coached the Oregon State Beavers since 2003, has a 93 and 80 record. Um, I want to say I'm pretty sure no conference wins, no conference championships. I don't think he's ever won his conference. Yeah. Uh, prior to coaching the Beavers, uh, had a three-year stint with the San Diego Chargers. Again, nothing too crazy there. Look, all I'm seeing here is he's a nice guy. Mike Riley's a nice guy. He's the opposite of Bo Pelini. He sure is. He hasn't won. I think he had three... Three ten win seasons at at Oregon State. Uh, and Bo Pelini had four. Had had, I think two nine win seasons and two ten win seasons in four years at Nebraska. So he was there for four years, not three. I retract that statement uh, prior. But I mean, they're they're talking about this hire being the Mark Tressman hire of college football. And I completely, completely agree with that. Aside from Mike Riley actually having more experience than Mark Tressman, Mike Riley has more NFL experience than Mark Tressman does. And Mike Riley has a Nebraska job. So you could definitely, there's definitely some parallels there, but to go to go about this and say Mark Tressman hire, like I said, I agree with that simply for the fact that I mean, there were so many other coaches out there. I mean, they, they could have went after McIlwain. Florida got him. Uh, I mean, then again, he, Florida did buy him out. Uh, I think it was a total of $5 million. But you could have done better, Nebraska. You really could have. I, I was talking to some people. No one even knew who this guy was. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Did you hear Nebraska hired Mike Riley? Who's Mike Riley? Exactly. It, it's just, I think the direction that the Nebraska Cornhuskers program is going, obviously on the rise, uh, doing, doing the right things until now. I, I really don't think this Mike Riley hire is going to take them to the next step in being a, a real contender in the Big Ten every year. I mean, then again, who knows? I, I could be completely wrong. It's, it's a totally different conference. It's, in my opinion, it's way more challenging than the Pac-12. I mean, he has better, he has better players. Uh, reports said he's a great recruiter for, from California and Texas. And that's huge for Nebraska. But I just don't think, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not buying it yet. Again, I'll be, I'll be surprised if he leads Nebraska to, to a conference championship while he's there. But I'm, I'm leaning towards a, a big no. This could be a train wreck. And that's gonna, it's gonna put Nebraska in a huge, huge hole. So that's, that, it's gonna, I tell you, it's gonna be interesting because, like I said, Nebraska's on the rise and this could really, really set them back if this does not work. Uh, it's on the more national stage, as I said, this is championship weekend and Baylor and Arizona concluded Baylor topping Arizona and in easy fashion last time I checked, 44-7. With about five minutes left here in the fourth quarter. I believe that one's over now. The top ten. We'll go top five. The top five are Alabama, Oregon, TCU, Florida State, Ohio State, and Baylor. Now, and that was six. Now, I, I'm not a fan of this college football poll, uh, the, the committee. I'm not, I'm not a fan. However, I would like to give them a round of applause for finally Finally, putting Florida State lower. Because, let me tell you, you're 12-0, and 0, but your strength, the schedule, and the fashion that you beat teams is not deserving of a, of a number two spot. Nor number one, nor number three. They're right where they should be, number four. Because Jameis Winston throwing three picks at home against Florida and almost losing that game. Almost losing to Louisville, something's got to give, and it finally gave. I, I'm I'm very happy that they are number four. And to be completely honest with you, this championship game that they're going into against number eleven Georgia Tech, I could see them losing. I could really see them losing to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech put has put on a show in the past couple games, just blowing out teams. And I think it, I don't, I'm not going to say blowout because, I mean, it is Florida State, but I could definitely see the Seminoles flopping and going to 12 and 1. I really could. As for the top three, Alabama uh, takes on number 16, Missouri. That's going to be a, an amazing game. I do think Alabama is the better team there, obviously. Um, I think Alabama takes that one. Number two, Oregon, as I said, beat uh, Arizona. TCU and Iowa State. Now, Iowa State 
um, is usually very bad. So I think TCU cruises. Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game against number 13, Wisconsin. Uh, JT Barrett not playing, as we all know. Uh, still, I, I think Ohio State wins this one. Uh, more tools, uh, better running game in my opinion, and their defense always seems to come to play. So I got Ohio State winning that one. Baylor and Kansas State. Now, important to note that Bryce Petty has been cleared for Baylor. So he will likely start uh, against the Wildcats of Kansas State. And that's huge for the Baylor Bears. If, if they can cruise, if they can cruise in this game, I know the, the controversy of, oh, Baylor should be where TCU is and, and TCU doesn't deserve, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that. That can be an entire show in itself. But if Baylor can cruise, and I mean put on an 8-plus performance against Kansas State, I really believe that Baylor has a shot at sneaking up there. How far, I'm not sure. But I really, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that something's got to give for Baylor. And the performances they've put on, uh, I mean, the 14-point loss to West Virginia definitely hurts them. But Kansas State, ninth in the nation, just behind Baylor. I mean, Bryce Petty's coming back. How how confident he'll he'll be? I, I mean, you can only only time will tell. But Baylor needs to put on a top-notch performance if they want to climb these rankings. Um, and I mean, it's got to be it's got to be huge. And the the bottom half of the top ten: Michigan State, Kansas State, Mississippi State. They're done. So if the if the standings stay this way. It would be Alabama playing Florida State and Oregon taking on TCU. And I'll tell you right now, Alabama just steamrolls Florida State. And TCU-Oregon would be probably the best game we've seen in five years. I would, I would, I would honestly, I would have to take TCU in that one. If these, if these were to stay the same, I would definitely take the Horned Frogs. Over the Ducks. I just feel like TCU plays with this confidence that is unreal. They play, they're so fast. They execute. And, and they, they have big time players at a collegiate level. So, stays this way. Alabama thumps Florida State. TCU squeaks one out against the Oregon Ducks. But, again, only time will tell. And I believe these final, these final playoff um, playoff polls come out Sunday. Either they come out Sunday or Monday. Um, a short weekend for the committee. So I want to say Sunday or Monday that we'll get these. And uh, the only thing I could really see happening is Florida State dropping out, and Baylor, if they cruise again, if they cruise to that that victory against Kansas State, I think they pull in there, and it would be. Alabama against Baylor, which would be another unbelievable game, and I'm not even going to give my prediction for that one because, well, we we just don't know yet. So, I 
it's going to be interesting. This is the best time of the year for college football, depending on uh, who you're a fan of. I know Baylor fans are not happy, but, you know, just, just wait and see. You never know what can happen as the season concludes. And speaking of a concluding, it's time for three strikes, and I'm out. Figured I would just give you guys a uh, a filler. I know it's been a while since I've I've updated you guys with something, so I figured why not. Again, three strikes, you're out. Jack Monahue's three stuns UConn. This is college basketball. That's Yale over UConn, 45-44. Hit this three with about two seconds left. And first of all, UConn's a hot mess this year. Uh, already three and three. Yale's eight and two. I mean, sure. I, to be completely honest, I I haven't seen Yale even play on TV since they played Harvard a couple of years ago. Um, you got okay. First of all, this second of all, this score forty five forty four. Both teams were ice cold. Couldn't get a shot to fall whatsoever. So, I mean, credit uh, credit Yale and and Jack Monahue, but. As for UConn, they, they definitely need to figure something out. Strike two, Tony Romo and the Cowboys being investigated for him not being on the injury list after the Cowboys win on Thursday against the Bears, which, by the way, was painful to watch. Uh, he said he's been playing a couple months with a broken rib, and he said, oh, I misspoke. It's torn cartilage. Okay. You don't just misspeak and say, and just confuse a tear with with broken ribs. There's something going on there that needs to be figured out. I think the NFL is they have enough on their plate with with the the whole Adrian Peterson thing. I mean, whether it's true or not, whether he's been playing with 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 broken ribs for two months, whether it is actually torn cartilage and he misspoke, whatever. It's just not a situation you want to be placed in. So on Tony Romo's end, you shouldn't have said anything at all. You should, I mean, if anything, you should have just said, yeah, I'm a little banged up as I'm getting an ESPN alert. You know, I'm, I, I've been playing, I'm a little banged up. It's just that time of year where our, our bodies start, start feeling the impacts that we've been taking. But no, you had to be specific about playing a couple months with broken ribs. Oh well, if that's the case, why aren't you on? Why aren't you on the injured injured list? Oh no 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 no! It's it's just horn cartel. Come on, bro. Seriously. And strike three. How? Uh, this is this is just fantastic. If you haven't seen this yet, you're in for a treat. If you haven't seen, I'm sure everybody's seen Super Troopers uh, when they pulled the the one guy over in the beginning and they played the meow game. It's hysterical. Well, well, Kalamazoo Wings player Ray Callisto decided to play a little meow game of his own. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this for you, and just, just soak it all in. A little bit quicker. Looks like you guys did that here today. Yeah, right now we came out, hit a few guys uh, quickly there. Uh, you know, we gotta get, get in the corners now, and maybe uh, you know pass the puck a couple more times uh, down the neutral zone there, Mel. You're up one nothing early. This team's leading in the North Division. You guys need to make up ground on them. What do you got to do the rest of the way? Right now, our focus is on, on uh, banking as many points, Mal. But uh, right now, we're, we're doing a pretty good job, you know, uh, coming out and getting the first goal. Thanks a lot, Ray. Good, good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Mike. Okay, first of all, if you haven't seen the video, 
He said that entire thing with a straight face. And you notice that little sneak, he, he snuck it in. Thanks, meow. I want to say I counted seven or eight meows. Uh, if you want to watch it again, of course, you can search it. Just search hockey player meow game, uh, and, and you'll find it again. That's Kalamazoo Wings player Ray Callisto. Uh, just hysterical. Hysterical stuff. And it's not something you see. Maybe uh, Marshawn Lynch should give that a try and just uh, instead of saying yeah or no. Three strikes, I'm out. That's going to do it for me. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. As always, follow me on Twitter at Josh Barlog. And stay humble, sports fans.